All right, beautiful. Uh, what shall we talk about? You talking next? about me? Talking to you. Oh, thanks. So, we're starting a new series that's about enemy of the state of marriage. Oh, I see what you did there. We're gonna be having Will Smith in. He's gonna be. Man, we get some. Talk about people that should probably not talk about the state of marriage. That'd be an interesting person to have in to talk about marriage. Well, that's not what we're doing. Holler at me, Big Willio. <laughs> we're going to be talking about enemies of of our marriage and right. and how we're thinking about marriage and how that really affects our relationships. And the first one we're starting with is Hollywood. That's right. All right. Let's get into that. Before we get into today's episode, just wanted to remind you that in the description of the video below, we put links to all of our social media accounts. You can always reach us with questions or comments about this episode at marriagebydesignpodcast at gmail.com. And finally, if you want to support us financially, there is a link to be able to do so at the end of each of the descriptions of our videos. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, everybody. I'm Nathan Warnock. <laughs> I'm Andrea Warnock. <laughs> you joined us for Marriage Monday on the Marriage by Design podcast. This is a time that we get to talk to you about God's design for marriage, what the Bible has to say about that, and how we live that out practically. Do you think you could say that opener in your sleep at this point? Well, potentially. Yeah, because yes, because lately, I feel like I was just telling you today, I feel like my sleep is this like, I'm, what did I say? Floating above sleep. Right. Like I'm neither sleeping nor am I awake. I'm just floating above sleep. That's how I feel like <laughs> yes. my entire night goes that all the time lately. Really, at least nobody so comes into our room to wake us up. Ever. <laughs> Never. So <laughs> thankfully, yeah, I think I could say it in my floating above sleep state. Nice. All right. So uh, you 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 heard it in the opening. We're going to start a new series called uh, Enemies of the State of Marriage. Uh, and really what we're focusing on here are some of the big outside influences that can really do damage to our marriages. Uh, and, and really, the way that they do damage, babe, would you say, is oftentimes by twisting our own thoughts about what marriage ought to be, what our spouse ought to be, what this marriage ought to look like, what sex ought to look like, what family ought to look like, all these different things. Right. And then those expectations... I think it's we just put a, on our own relationships. Right. And I think it can be just a slow creep into compromise within your own head. Not necessarily things that you're that you're consciously compromising on, but just a slow creep of compromise within your own maybe your own subconscious, really. Yeah, I think of, that's right. Of how you think about marriage and your own marriage and what it should look like or shouldn't or things that it should or shouldn't be, and and that can be really affected by, yeah, media, Hollywood, all this, all the things. Right. So one of the foundational things about our channel is that we believe the Bible shows us that God had a design for marriage. That design for marriage predated the fall of man in Genesis three, meaning God had a plan for Adam and Eve to join together in marriage 
He even tells Adam, uh, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, which I'm sure was weird because Adam didn't have a father or a mother. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's this, this design that God had for marriage. And so for us, as we think about marriage and as we evaluate what's being put out there by outside influences like Hollywood that we're talking about today, we're putting that up against the biblical design for marriage and going, okay, if we decouple ourselves from this biblical design for marriage, what's the net result of that? Yep. And really today we want to break our conversation into two main aspects that Hollywood is potentially destroying your marriage. Um, and it's certainly destroying a lot of marriages, even Christian marriages with folks that we get a chance to talk to. You can see the influence of the things that they're consuming and mm-hmm. how it's redefining their expectations in their own marriage. So here's the two things we want to talk about. One, direct attacks on marriage, right? Just just straight taking marriage and twisting it usually under the guise of making it better. Mm-hmm. And And so, you know, hey, you don't like this sort of traditional thought on marriage. Well, if we just tweak it just a little, or in some cases tweak it a lot, lot, uh, then man, you can really solve what ails you in your marriage. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Then the second thing we're going to talk about is a little more, this is maybe splitting hairs a little bit, but it's, it's more insidious in my opinion. And that is undermining the roles within marriage. Um, And, and that includes you know, I think the most glaring one oftentimes are gender roles uh, within marriage, but can also include other spiritual leadership roles in marriage, emotional leadership roles in marriage, mm-hmm. uh, just all of these different things that make you and I different, but are required in order for our marriage in order for us to come together as one. Uh, and those get attacked as well. And if I buy into what I'm told by Hollywood, and we're talking movies, television, music to some degree, uh, if I'm buying into that, then I start to look at you differently. And when you're not fulfilling what they say you ought to be, it starts to grind between you and I, and eventually the thought can enter in, well, maybe I got to find somebody else. Yep. Right? So that's what we're going to talk about today. So, babe, where do you want to start with regards to talking about how Hollywood is attacking marriage. Oh man, there's so many things. So Nathan and I recently read one of the Duggar books. That was Jill's book, right? Yeah. And, um, and what was it called? Counting the Cost. Counting the Cost. Yep. yep. So we, we recently read that together and I th- I think we Yeah, we started it on the other another book. Anyway, it was a really so so if you don't know, there's this family called the Duggars who have 19 children and they live in Arkansas and they're a very religious family and a very um, devoutly religious family. Yeah. And they believe um, that a, a lot of a lot of legalistic religious things. And one of those is that you shouldn't limit the number of children that you have, that you should just um really allow the lord to do what he wants with your fertility and they ended up having 19 children um and and in this book that wasn't really necessarily the 
that wasn't like the problem that this this book written by a daughter of this couple um that wasn't the problem that she wrote about but really she was writing about really the legalism right of of this christian family that we've seen on the tv for i don't know 20 25 years and how that really affected her relationship with the lord and with her with other people and in her marriage and all these things and so you know as we watch consume as we people who are not the duggers consume this show it looks like oh my gosh it's this wholesome family they have kids who are so obedient and they love the lord and they must be doing everything right um they just have a lot you know they have a lot of kids that's what really different but they have you know the women are wearing skirts or dresses and the man the men only wear pants they believe in all that um but really when we read this book it was so interesting to hear how you know they had taken parts of the bible and made it so legalistic and um really missing out on the heart of the bible in regards to marriage and family Right. And so so you would say in this particular case, the the Hollywood message was really one of making Christianity and traditional marriage seem like a sideshow. Right. Right. And, and, and they did, in, in my opinion, going back and, and the what was the show 16 and counting, 17 and counting, 18 and counting, right. you know, just kept counting up as they um, had more children. Yeah. And, and of course, and we don't even I don't know. I'm not even going to give any airtime to the tragedy that happened to that family but certainly you can you can look into it and but and i only mention it at all because of course then there was tlc right there to sort of take advantage of that and the way it was presented was like see even people that say they follow god's way screw up just like all the rest (laughs) of us do um and really I'm, i'm not sure that jill Felt this way, and I'm the quite one who wrote the book. Yeah, the one that wrote the book, and I'm quite sure that Bob, the the, the patriarch of the family, Jim Bob, uh, Jim Bob, did not feel this way. But I think TLC really the agenda from the beginning was to make those that stand up for God's design for family. And again, there was hypocrisy going on there. But to the to the viewer, uh, it looked like, uh, hey, the, you know, these people are weirdos. Um, yeah, and that's the that's the sad part about it is that TLC tried to make them look like, hey, we're going to we're going to have a show about them, but kind of show you like the craziness of following the Lord. Yeah. And then on the back end to find out, man, there were a lot of things that they were are doing that are not biblical, you know, and it just kind of was another punch to the design for God's design for marriage and family. Right. And I will say one of the ways that they undermined. So, so one of the things we see in the Bible that is beautiful to the Lord is modesty. And that's not just, you know, a lot of times when we say modesty, you know, people get weird thoughts about, you know, women in turtlenecks and skirts to the ground or whatever. Um, But Modesty is important to the Lord. It's important that we recognize that within marriage, Andrea's body is belongs to me, and my body belongs to her. And a and a portion of that, and really even outside of marriage, then your body belongs to the 
Lord first and foremost, first. and no one then um, after marriage to the Lord first and foremost, and then to me. And so being modest about who's looking at your body is a beautiful thing to the Lord. And I believe a calling on women in particular, because, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but the male figure is just not as attractive as the female figure. And <laughs> Maybe women, depends on and, who you ask. And women just aren't generally physically, like they're not visually stimulated and men are. And so TLC made a, did a bang up job of making this whole idea of modesty look like an absolute joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we, you know, that's tra- that has translated, I-, I believe, not just because of the Duggars, but certainly that whole line has translated heavily into the modern church in my opinion Mm. i mean it's there's a lot of churches where it's you you need like ray charles sunglasses in order to go to church there because it's a meat market it feels like um and that's distracting and it's not god honoring right Um, and it undermines your own marriage the marriage of the couple sitting next to you and everybody else who's all around you um and so that, that idea that modesty is for weirdos uh, was definitely a message that came out. So, yep, totally. So, so, then t- so tell me more broadly, like when you think mm-hmm. of what Hollywood's putting out with regards to marriage, yeah, it's wh- kind what's of, the problem and how does that affect? It's kind of like of all marriages? things, whatever makes you happy, right? All yeah. things go. Sure, so, very, human, very uh, uh, humanistic, very right, humanistic. right. So, you know, we see we see a lot in shows and movies that whatever floats your boat is good for you. And I'm not going to judge that. Right. I mean, the world is big on, oh, you shouldn't judge. You shouldn't judge. You shouldn't judge. And um, so then I should be able to do what I want. That makes me happy as long as it's not hurting somebody else. Right. Is the thought. And so, you know, we're getting inundated with things like the the duggers on on one end and with polygamy and with same-sex relationships and polyamorous relationships and and ways in which um love should look like oh love should look like this where nathan calls it like the nicholas sparks thing you know like you're if you're in love it should be this whirlwind of emotion all the time yep. and you should be having these butterflies all the time and it just should be this passionate thing and so then i think people i i think we've seen it a lot in pe- talking with couples that they think something's wrong with them when they just yep. are living everyday life yep you Man. know when they get to the when they get pat well past that kind of honeymoon stage of their relationship and their marriage and they get into just this just everyday life, you know, they think something's wrong with their relationship right. and, and maybe we should have never been together and, and maybe we were not right for each other from the beginning and we got caught up or whatever because this is just not what we think thought it should be. And that thought is based on media right. that they've that they've been involved with and thinking that this just has to feel, I just have to feel this certain way all the time in order for this to be real love. Yeah. This, this sort of reminds me of the be careful little eyes, what you see, because 
the Bible says the, the, the eyes are the window to the soul. Yeah. And so the things that we allow in through our eyes, they affect us. Um, and I know right now this is an unpopular thing. I mean, I, I've, uh, for a long time I've, and my brother's been even better about this than I have. I've kind of had this stance of like, Hey, if there's nudity in a show, I'm not watching that show. Like there are times when maybe Andrew and I are watching a show and something will happen that I, we didn't know about and she'll, I'll leave and she'll tell me when it's safe to come back. And I tell even my Christian friends that, and, and, and a lot of times they're like, like just nobody says anything. And then we move on to like, talking about the show or whatever. Um, but for, for me, it's important because that affects how I think about my own marriage. Even if we want yeah. to go, that doesn't, I, you know, I don't even remember it after I turned the TV off. Well, I'm not sure that's entirely honest. And when you're inundated with, as you said, relationships, oftentimes not marriage relationships, oftentimes dating relationships where, you know, all he wants to do is just, be emotionally available and just, you know, be funny, but, but not funny at her expense, funny alongside her and then lift her up and serve her. And all she wants to do is have sex all the time. And that's what the relationship is, which feeds into unhealthy expectations that a lot of people have going into relationships anyway. Yeah. And so then the other thing that happens is then we have a whole bunch of Hollywood generally sitcoms talking about marriage and do they make marriage seem like yeah, a blast? Right. Yes. Yeah. Of course not. I mean, yeah, I'm saying yes, them, like right. I get where you're going. Right. No, they make them seem like a joke. Or a drag. Right. 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 So you have all these dating relationships where it's like, oh man, this is just going to be everything. And usually at the end of the show, then they get married uh, and then you don't see any of the action. Like then you do, we all just assume he continued being emotionally available and amazing. And she continued being a porn star for the rest of their lives. And it was amazing. Um, and so we, I mean, we do, how many couples do we sit down with that are young? I mean, talking three, four, five month married couples. And they're like, man, I feel like our marriage is a wreck. And we sit down and talk to them and you have to be careful because you don't want to, you don't want it to get the wrong impression, but oftentimes they share and, and, and Andrew and I are looking at each other going, Mm-hmm. S- sounds like you're married. Right. Uh, but it doesn't look like what they wanted it to look and like because also, it doesn't look like a walk to remember. Right. Or P.S. I love right. you. And it's not an excuse to say like, oh, well, yeah, you should just be kind of bored in your marriage. Right. That's not the way it should be. But but there are times in your marriage where it's just like, uh, you know, everything's okay. We, we get along. We're just kind of doing the everyday thing. And there's not real, there's nothing really like, massively amazing going on in our relationship and probably that's a good time to to dig in more emotionally spiritually physically and uh sexually but there's also nothing wrong with being like yeah this is going okay right now yeah that that, that's right this is like we all know this right we we intuitively we know this right if you're an architect there was probably a time in your life when you weren't an architect and you were studying architecture and there were probably classes that were hard and you had a choice to make. Well, this doesn't feel good, so I can give up or I can keep pressing on to become an architect. Same with a doctor. Same if you've ever worked out. If you didn't have the body you wanted and you wanted to get to the body you want. Going to the gym sucks. Not eating pizza and cheese sticks all the time sucks. Nathan's speaking from personal experience. That's right. But... (laughs) 
uh, but you push, you either quit and then you just have what you have or you push on to the next level. We, we instinctually know this is real. And yet for some reason in marriage, we buy into this line that, well, you either have it or you don't in relationship. Right. Uh, and, if and if you, you don't, you probably just marry the wrong person. That's right. That's really the, the heresy of what we have going on. And that is where transitioning a little bit to, to uh, include specific attacks on gender roles. When we look at a lot of movies, but also uh, really television shows... And books. A lot and books. A lot of the humor in those shows mm. has come down to husbands, men that are complete morons and the wives who have it all together and how they're trying to drag the family forward. Right. Uh, in spite of the husband. And this is not new. In fact, this isn't even new to the Christian community because I don't know if you have any of these books sitting around your house. <laughs> exactly. You know where I'm going. You do because it drives me crazy. The Berenstein Bears books. Christian books. They're Christian books. They Kids books. Overtly Christian values. It's not like Christian, you no. know, it's they're, they're Christian books. <clears throat> I feel really bad for Jan Berenstein, the female author, author of the book, because her husband... I, I, I'm not sure what was going on in their marriage, but if those books reflect their marriage, it's yikes. always the dad is the dad bear is an idiot He's and the, the mom bear has it all going. Yeah. So, so, and the, but it's explicit in the books. Yeah. Like there's one about having manners and you know, at one point mama's trying to get the bear cubs to have good manners and Papa's not helping. And then Papa just gets mad and yells at them. And there's an explicit line in the book that says, but, you know, Papa Bear was part of the problem most of the time. <laughs> I mean, it's but not Mama Bear. Like, she's got it all together. And if and if Papa Bear would just be more like Mama Bear, this family would be great. Maybe this does really speak some truth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but 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 that really that's a thing. I mean, you look at a lot of the modern sitcoms. And it does infiltrate the way that Absolutely you think it, it does. does. And it infiltrates the way your children think mm -hmm. in the case of some of these shows and the Berenstein Bears. Right. right? And, and this is the thing is it's it would be easy to listen to this episode and go, I mean, these don't seem like that big of a deal. <clears throat> and, and, you know, you get a paper cut. It's not that big of a deal. Death by a thousand you get paper 50, paper cuts, it starts becoming a big deal. And the point of this episode is, if we're not really careful what we're exposing ourselves to, we're seeing 50,000 versions of marriages that are something other than God's design. Yeah. But they're presented positively. Yeah, I think the important part is looking out for it, right? Because when we're not looking out for it, we can't be purposeful in thinking about is this something I should be consuming is this is this thought the way that they're presenting that even right how do I think about it and all that sort of thing and right. getting out in front of it to really start thinking about is this the way marriage should be is you know is this a good reflection and what do I think about that is all all that sort of thing is necessary otherwise you're just consuming and it and it's starting to maybe change your view on some things and or at the very least starting to 
you know, you're giving a foothold to some tiny voices that might come in on certain situations in your in your marriage. Right. Yeah. And so 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 what do we do, babe? What do, what do we? How do we take inventory of these kinds of things? I think it's so important what we're consuming, and and I mean we can struggle with that too here between the two of us because you just so much of what you consume is you're not even really thinking about it. It's passive, you're just, right? You're just consuming it, particularly it just, in in the modern age where you can just put your phone down and it's scrolling 30 second videos or 60 second videos. Uh, By the way, watch all of marriage by design stories and reels. But you know, we just sit there and we're just, you know, things are just flashing up in front of our eyes and, and we're not really thinking about what's coming in. Yeah. Um, But it's coming in. It is coming in. And if you think that doesn't affect you, you're sadly mistaken. You know, um, so I think I think being careful with, okay, what am I spending my time on? Is this really something that I want to be consuming? Right. What and thinking, too, about should I be intentionally spending my time in maybe another way right now? Um, I think that intentional intentionality part of what we're doing with our time is vital, especially now. I, I completely agree with that. I, I would I would add on to that. I would encourage you to sit down with your spouse or your or your fiance or boyfriend girlfriend, and make a list of the shows and movies that you're watching right now. Or in the case of movies, the movies that you've watched for the last month. Um, just write them down. Go back to Prime and pull up your history. Uh, if you're someone that likes to scroll shorts, sit down with your spouse and pull up the last hundred shorts that you've looked at and just go you don't have to watch them all again just look at the titles i've looked at and, la- your last hundred shorts and at oh like shorts yes you know? not yes thank you <laughs> that's uh all right uh so go go back and look at them right and and ask yourself this question this video positive on marriage negative on marriage or neutral on marriage. And there's probably plenty of things that are neutral on marriage. But I would love to know how those columns line up. Right? Is it that you've watched 100 shorts, 90 of them are neutral, 7 of them are negative, and 3 of them are positive? Even if it's that 97 are neutral and 3 are positive, I would tell you, you need to find some avenues of encouragement in your marriage. Mm. Um, and and not just a whole bunch of stuff that's just meh. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I'd encourage you to do that. Go back and take a look and then and then ask yourselves what what media do we have that's positively influencing our marriage? I mean you you're you're listening to the podcast, so congrats to you for for doing that. Uh, and I encourage you even for Andrea and I, check everything we tell you against what God's word says and if we're wrong to the extent we're wrong, post it in the comments and we'll have that conversation. I've had that conversation with a number of folks on yeah. over the years yeah, on this podcast. Yeah, and we can certainly give recommendations for really great movies that are positive on marriage. That's right. The Heart of Man. Yeah, that was a, that was a great one. Uh our our song, my song. What was the song one? There's one about a song oh. that's hard to watch because he really wrecks his marriage in some ways that are relatable to me. Unfortunately, it was hard for me to watch it, but it's was a good it the one. Heart of man that I'm thinking of. Anyway, I thought that was one. Uh, we maybe, should put together a list of those. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, the Kirk, I mean, Kirk Cameron one about his marriage. About Love marriage. Dare. Yeah, Love was Dare. it the Love Dare? Is it called Love Dare? I think I it know. is. Anyway. 
There's some good ones. For sure. And if you have recommendations of movies, man, put those put those down in the comments or uh, or pop over to our Facebook page and, and post them there. Um, but uh, but there is positive media out there. It's just it's not what's being suggested to you on your YouTube and Insta feed, I would be willing to bet. Mm. Uh, so I'll look for those. But more than anything else, be careful little eyes what you see. Right. Think about the things that you're consuming with your eyes. Like Andrea said, such a good and valuable point. Think about what you are watching. Uh, Think about what you're listening to. Think about what you're reading. Uh, Is that going to positively or negatively impact your marriage? All right. Good stuff. Awesome. Thanks guys so much for joining us. Uh, Appreciate you checking out this new series, Enemy of the State of Marriage. And the first one that we talked about here today was Hollywood. So love to have your comments. Love to have you check us out. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast uh, and uh, pop over to our Facebook page. Say what's up to us over there and we will uh, respond to you as well. Until then, guys, thanks so much for joining us this Marriage Monday. We will see you next Marriage Monday for another episode as we continue this series. Remember, God is for your marriage. Have a great week.